1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. Um, folks, we got a pretty good show lined up today, and I say that uh, in all uh, due humility. I think uh, not, and this has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with my guest today. Uh, his name is Mark Cohen, and I, I first met Mark you know, through uh, uh, my partner uh, David Melzer, and. I was just struck by how deep this guy is. Yeah, The journey he's been on, as a matter of fact, he and his wife just celebrated 42 years. uh, And so you start thinking about somebody that pays attention to the quality of relationships. And Mark has got a way of thinking about this and working with us, particularly as it comes to our longevity, our health and well-being, and that, yeah, anything that kind of falls under that umbrella. Uh, just real quick background. Uh, he's a founder and CEO of Bidirect Development Companies. And uh, his whole focus on business is uh, there's, there's five core traits that come into play. Integrity, accountability, diligence, perseverance, and discipline. But more than that, he's really interested in building a global legacy around family, business, and humanity, which has right at its core health and well-being. So... That's where I'm starting, and I can't uh, thank you enough for joining me, Mark. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much,
0: Blaine, and I am so blessed and honored to be with you from the short time that we spent. I feel like we've known each other forever through David and through that soul connection that we've had together from being on that show after my birthday, how, how I did not know about you. And David brought me into his show, Office Hours, and how you basically resonated with everything that I do and have done for my whole life from the standpoint of business from the soul, but really the soul of humanity. And basically, you know, I've been involved with businesses around the globe, but more so than anything else, I focus my attention on everything I had in the spirit of a human being and, the, and that magic connection. So with your 50 years background of all that you've done globally, I feel that, you know, people have put us together for a reason. So the reason is, is we're supposed to be together. So as, as I am so blessed with that.
1: No, thank you. Thank you for that. I mean, that was my experience as well. And that's one of the reasons I went, I got to have him on the show. Yeah. There's just so much resonance there. Um, Yeah. I ask everybody that's on the show a single question and that's the only one I ask. And then we just kind of riff from there because it usually opens up a couple of a couple of opportunities for us uh, in terms of conversation. But that question is when you hear the term, the soul of business, what does that bring up for you? And then how does that actually fit with your life's uh, purpose and journey right now?
0: Yeah, it, it it started back when I I think before I was born, but with my mom, her spirit, her spirit and energy and the way that she shared that every human being is just as important as somebody else. And we always took an emphasis on the appreciation of that human connection and the spirit of somebody that you can like, that you can share similar customs with. And I took that along the way of my journey in life because we treat everybody the same. And the soul basically is within us. So now what I've done is, is I have, as, as a child, I, have, I had these stepping stones in, in my life and the journeys that we'll share together today on the call. That, you know, everything is, is is in sections of my life that I look back now, I'm 65, and what we have done together over the years to see the stepping stones of how we can make the world a better place by the contacts, by the experiences that we had for mankind. And what that means is, is that we treat everybody the same. That's with doing, meeting somebody in a supermarket or right right away sitting in an executive board meeting with global companies. Because the mindset of a person, everybody has a soul. So it's the soul that is within a human being that we can now teach how we can bring that back into the business world of doing business together globally.
1: Yeah. And that idea of doing business globally now, for the listeners here, I want to just kind of mark a couple of things out here. Um, Yeah, You've got over four decades of experience uh, running global multi-billion dollar deals organizations, I mean, multi-billion dollars. These aren't uh, $100,000 six-figure organizations. Um, And most people's experience, and this is where I was intrigued in part because the book Compassionate Capitalism, it's a model that I believe actually is transformative and it it is a recipe for sustainable success in life. And the core of it is connection and as a consequence of connection, compassion. Yeah, Correct. so you run your business empire, quote unquote empire, if you will. Um, but your businesses, um, from from a foundation of everything is connected. We treat everybody, as you said, as uh, the same. And, and and that that sameness is it's how I'm treating myself. I want to treat myself Correct. in this way, so I'm going to treat you that way because you are just an extension of me. Now, is is that a you know, kind of a fair assessment to just kind of level set some of where we're going here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is, is I was a fixer for my family. So when I when I get to when I get to the situation where when my father, we had we had an entrepreneurial dad that did not know if he was going to have a job on Friday. OK, so I lived in fear. So so my mom said everything is going to be OK. And I'm gonna sharing with you how I developed this and why I'm so passionate about what we're doing even for the future today is that I lived in a fear set mind and the fear set mind was I was a fixer but I always always was a fixer but I didn't know so when you have a solution that you have to fix now now what happens is is at a a young age I was able to fix because my father had a heart attack when I was 12 years old so now I became the Big brother, the 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 big brother to my mother, maybe the husband to my mother, because I was that fixture, right? We were we were from Philadelphia, but 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 the passion of what that was was my mother and father always re- re- resonated about family and and the connection of family and and regardless if we had money issues or if we didn't have money issues, we did have always the connection of family. And the family setting today and the dynamics today is the most important thing for our future that we feel that will will resonate for businesses. So quick quick, uh, uh, scenario with that setting, with what I had, I wanna just jump a little ahead where I was involved with selling my business to the Chinese government. What I mean by that is I was the first clothing company to sell through mainland China, Hong Kong, into Los Angeles in 1983. When you say about global businesses, and this is where I wanna share with you more than anything else, it's that experience that I had early on in my life that I was able to do, I was all self-made, and that connection by sitting across the table from different cultures, and that setting was the value that I had brought now full circle 40 years later, because I always said that setting was going to be the emphasis for my life. So if I could now create an opportunity with another country, per se, and the government agencies, now I was now going to be the authority to help other companies and how we can build other companies out. And that's, that's the first tidbit that I got involved with. To create the you know opportunities that that I had for my future right now
1: yeah so there's an interesting uh kind of uh juxtapositioning there yeah you know, a fear based uh environment, but a foundation of family that was actually steeped in caring for each other yeah you know, that that that, you know, that that whole piece comes into play, and the idea of care i mean you know care um you know, you've had some health challenges. Uh, and you're yep. doing a lot of work in the healthcare space. And I mean the healthcare care space, not the illness uh, mitigation space, but the health care space. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know, that migration and actually what it is that you're intending yeah, based on what you're focused on? Thank
0: you. On? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, uh, we're very passionate right now. Um, Sari and I, as you mentioned, married 42 years. Um, we have two boys, 38 and 28. Um, we have three grandchildren. We're very, very blessed. Um, but we, you know, like any family, as we live, as we live longer. Uh, and as we get older, the uh, parents and grandparents get illnesses because of aging. And so we have, we, we found that Sarah was an only child. I had a brother that was three years younger. And in 2008, this is where our journey started in this in this part of our life. Uh, my mother said to me, happy 50th birthday, Mark. But you know that spot I had in my ovarian, I have ovarian cancer. And for, unfortunately, she passed away in September of 08. Of but that was the start of the journey that as me as being successful in the family was always giving caring and supporting my family supporting my my parents showing that legacy showing how the bridge that we were taught as a child how we can then carry that on right so with that six months later unfortunately my brother passes away okay then my father ended up living with us the day my mother passed because we didn't want to keep him alone and so he ended up moving we were living in still in Scottsdale Arizona they were living in Palm Springs my dad immediately at the funeral they were living in Palm Springs at the time came and lived with us and that that particularly set up a stage where now we were now taking care of our parents he was healthy but six months later he ends up going into the hospital because he had a bloody nose. We thought it was the dry heat here or something like that. And he ended up having sinus cancer. Now, now, now we now are put into a situation where he had an apartment. We now come in. We now, dad, you're going to live with us in our home. You're going to go through radiation. Now I'm taking care of him, taking him down to the hospital for radiation every single day. Within a period of three to four months, he ended up getting a brain bleed. And the brain bleed was then caused by possibly we don 't know maybe the radiation we don't know, and so now we are, we're we're now taking care of him that he goes and for five years we took care of him in and out of hospitals, in and out of psych wards in and out because that triggered dementia, and that triggered then alzheimer's so now we're involved with alzheimer's, my wife and I now what happens is in two thousand and 13, my father-in-law ends up, he has COPD, we get a call and he's in the hospital and he passes away. Now, my wife and I are put into this situation where nobody taught us what to do. Nobody taught us how to prepare. We are now in into a space where we're now good to go. We're now have to go, we have to fix, we have to get all the, we have to now find out what to do because my parents didn't take care of their parents, okay? I was not taught. My, my uh, wife's parents did not take care of their parents. So we didn't go and come through a, a tribe of taking care of the family members because they didn't have long-term illnesses when they got, when they got sick. So now what has happened is my mother-in-law ended up having a uh, stroke when she was 58. We already knew about this, my mother-in-law. So she could not live alone. She now has, we now have her diagnosed here in Scottsdale. This is 2013. She ends up having vascular dementia. We have the top doctors. We have Banner, we have Barrows, we have have Mayo, we have Hospice of the Valley. We have all the various people that I wanted to go from the elite side to get the information and knowledge and information. From 2000, 13 from my mother-in-law passed, I mean, my father-in-law passing to 2022, that's from 08 to 2022, Sari and I, for almost 15 years, have been taking care of all our parents. And we did it at a dedication of love and commitment and compassion because they're our parents. So we know that there's not enough money in the system. We were living in our. She, my mother-in-law was living in our home, around the clock. I was take. I was the son that she never had because Sarah's an only child. She became now my real mother also, and the compassionate love of what we did was we now have a wealth of information for 15 years with all the various diseases that you get when you get older, and and now how how do you navigate the system because the system unfortunately there's not enough money in the governments today to pay for people when they're sick. So now we're now a wealth builder to show the education model of what's needed financially, financially, Mm -hmm. because I went through $5 million, $5 million in 15 years, which is $10 million. And who has the money sitting around today to take care of their wealth and have, have their parents? So the lesson today, globally, is we are the caregivers and we ha- we're we advocates now in this mission of, of our life lane. And we're just trying to connect the people together with our message of what we would like to do to empower others to be prepared because everyone's gonna have a crisis. The C word is really crisis or cancer and what to do, because people then freeze, they don't know. So it could be a billion dollar CEO Or it could be somebody that is on the street that doesn't have anything. There's still a body, a soul, and they have a heartbeat. That's what I look at. As long as they have a heartbeat, they're part of me. And that's what we want to give back.
1: Great. We're going to take a real quick break here, Mark. When we come back, what I want to do is jump into kind of your prescription on this. You know, just kind of how do you see this unfolding, okay? So, folks, we'll take a real quick break. And uh, we'll be right back with Mark Cohen. Hold on just a minute. The nature of life is evidenced in nature. Nature grows, and all of nature honors the desire to be more, to have more, and to do more. Life thrives when it's allowed to grow. And ideally, thriving is what we also, all of us, want to be able to do. Unfortunately, at some stage in life, most people find themselves settling into what I can only call a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. You want to quickly get out of any rut that you find yourself in. When you stop growing, that's when the coffin starts to appear. You know, the simple truth is this, and this is true for everything in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Every one of us dies. So the question we need to come to grips with is not, are we going to die? The question nature asks us to answer is, are we truly living? That's what motivation is about. It's the desire to move. It's the desire to grow and to excel. Have I lived? How have I lived? I'd love for you to take advantage of my Leadership Mindset Masterclass. It's all about providing you with the tools to ensure thriving for yourself and for those around you. Register today to receive the free introduction video and find out more about this acclaimed program. You'll also receive a copy of my international number one bestseller, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to helping you thrive. Welcome back, folks. Uh, before the break, Mark and I were talking about, uh, his 15 year journey of caretaking with, uh, with his folks. Uh, and I say his folks in a very broad sense, his wife's parents, his parents. Um, yeah, and he had his brother in there as well. I mean, there were, you know, there's just a whole, yeah, you know, uh, constellation of people that are involved here, but the, the cornerstone of all of it was care, you know, compassion and, It's an expensive proposition. Just as you were describing, you spent over 5 million of your personal dollars to to have this happen. And in that journey, you had identified a way, or at least a, a beginning of a way to begin to communicate to the general larger population about some things that they, number one, might want to pay attention to, and number two, need to pay attention to. So, yeah, I'm going to give you the platform here because, I mean, th- I think this is important stuff. We've got an aging population in this country, and I'd say, right. yeah, this country, the U.S. So we're not, none of us, going to avoid some of the infirmities of old age. I mean, my knees creep, my <laughs> my eyes aren't what they used to be, and I've got a little bald spot in the back of my head. Um, now, you've got a bigger one than I do, but that's okay. <laughs> that's hereditary.
0: That's hereditary. That's <laughs> hereditary.
1: Okay. So <laughs> okay. What have you discovered here? What 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 is it that you think we should be paying some attention? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, Blaine, um, Sari and I are um, we're the the journey is just beginning for us right now. Mm-hmm. The journey is just beginning. So, as me being this person that wants to get to the best and go to the best or get the experts around us because everything I do is I try to go and get the expert, people that actually have knowledge, information. So what we, have, what we are on this journey to do right now, as we all know, there's two things that are happening in the world today. One thing is the social media of what people do with their time, what people do to try to grab the attention of family values to keep people healthy. Because AI today, AI is I have found that there was nothing out there. There was no guidelines. The biggest thing that I wanna try to do is be compassionate with another soul. How do you do that? Because the healthcare system, you go into a doctor, they give you seven minutes, you're in and out, you go there. They don't, they're not advocates to share the wealth of what you need and what to expect as you age. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing that I have found today. We're on a journey where I want to get the experts around us that will that in the aging process of how we age today, because you and I know that we're, we're living a shorter period of time because of stress that we have that's going on every day. So we have found that AI is going to be the technology. And you know what? I was the robot taking care of my mother-in-law around the clock. I was that robot, the intelligent person to know what to do, what to expect, where to go. Because what happens is, is Sari was was the daughter, but she became the mother of her mother because she needed the help. I became the father because I was the son-in-law, because, she, because that's the reverse roles. And the wonderful thing to do is is, is to sh- show with comfort the understanding of what you need when you go through this process with that particular individual. So, so to answer your question is that the technology today is, I wanna just take and do all the tools that I went through and how can we put that on a laptop? How can we put that on a information form that'll be easier when the caregivers go in, because every six to eight hours, there's a new caregiver for somebody around the clock and what to do and how to do it and the structure of lining up, because it's not just taking care of the parents. When we needed four hours to go out, we needed to then have a have a list of things, what to anticipate, what my mother-in-law was gonna be needing, why they're gone. If the personality changes or somebody else comes in or whatever, things happen all the time so you have to be it's it's constantly moving in those different directions so is the really is really giving the pinpoints of information mm-hmm. and being compassionate to that soul of what you need to do so i know that ai with the sensors that are in today with what's going on in the world today will be that particular option for everybody to look into but it goes back to what we talked about before, Blaine, from the first of the call. Society today and the governments today, if we don't get AI under control in the different regions of the world today, there's nothing I can do. So, you know, all the guys at Google that are resigning from Google is that they see a problem and a situation of the taking over. So it goes back to what you and I have always done, even in business and life. It's going back to the grassroots of family, the human touch, the human connection that will never leave no matter what we do. And we know that's what's going to end up happening with the aging people is to at least have that caring soul to give them the love and the attention that they need. Show love with grace. And I know that that's, that's what everybody needs today and how we can do that and how we can spread that.
1: You know what you're talking about is almost antithetical to the way that health health care the health care business is actually how it's actually run in my experience in the country um you know you, you talk about you know being that advocate you know for the health and care and love and, and nurture of your you know your your, your loved ones um right. and I'll just check this out with you. I mean, you're, you're a business guy. You, you've been here, and market share is not an unfamiliar term to you. Uh, and it seems to me that you know the focus on market share. I mean, and I work with a lot of hospital systems that are competing with each other as they expand into each other's geographic territories, and market share becomes kind of the operative metric that they're looking at their success. Uh, you know, by which they're assessing, are we being successful or not? Are we, are we increasing market share, whether it's in our cardio f- uh, facilities or whether it's you know, uh, the ortho or whatever it might be, or even you know, the aging uh, uh, demographic right. here? What do we need to do from your perspective to move from a focus on market share to market care?
0: One of the things is, is getting enough people in the caregiving space and get paid for what they do. The issue is they're not getting paid the valuable dollars they need. And it goes back, and we're going to be on another podcast with you about this, because what has happened more than anything else, as you know, is that the generation gap is they don't want to work. The younger people don't want to work. They don't wanna take care of mom and dad. They want the parents to take care of them. They don't, they're not, they're not taught. They don't understand the value and being compassion that other generation. There's There's a lot of people out there today in the last 10 years that are now like 47 and they're saying, oh my God, when I was 30, I was acting a certain way, but now I'm 47. And because of the experiences of somebody passing or a family member or the care that they're doing, they're changing. So it's really the generation gap that we need to now focus in on. That's a big project. That's a huge project. Market share is market share of the generations because we're living longer. The whole thing is the pandemic. We go back to the pandemic, right? And the pandemic, as we know, has, has almost, and I don't want to use the word destroy but it's really like changed the dynamics of people. The trust, the who do we trust? Where do we? Where do we? Who do we go to? Yeah. Uh, what hospital do we go to? Do you go to one? Do you get do you get one uh, opinion, or do you get three? And who do we trust with the three? So so really, the the care is the individual, and I don't know yet. We're 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 experimenting there. So that's yeah. why I'm grouping together, and that's why I'm on the call with you because we want to we want to get we want to you and I with two parallels. You're in the business world in a different side. Possibly, uh, you know, dealing with the executives and so forth. I'm on this thing where I come in. And one of the things that I, that I have done with before I want to share with you, I sold my business to the Chinese government in 89. I started this company where I actually said, I'm not going into a retail store. I'm going into buy direct. I went to the Chinese government and was in the t-shirt business. So what did I do? I buy direct, buy t-shirts from China, call Mark Cohen. I had another commodity thing. I'm a visionary. I see opportunities. I'm trying to get to that level with the people and the dynamics. I've learned that you've got to take things slowly and really think things through and get the people around you that care and want to see the vision together. That's yeah. really what we need to do, and I hope that I answered the question for you.: Yeah,
1: you did mark. you know there's uh, you know this is a, a kind of a a non-secular reference, but I, I came across an article in the Atlantic Weekly, or in the the Atlantic, uh, um, and the the idea here had to do with what you know, what's the cause of the polarization uh, that we experience in the world today, you know, as well as, you know, obviously politically here in the U.S. Right. Um, and historically, we taught virtue in our education systems. We taught basically what you know, colloquially we could call morality. Uh, the distinctions between right and wrong, you know, taking care of you know, people, uh, is is a good thing to do. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's a virtuous thing to do. So, how can I aspire to do more of that? We have we stopped teaching that you know, in the fifties uh, as part of the school's <laughs> curriculum. And there's an interesting correlation between that and the generational piece that you're talking about because yours and my generation. I mean, that was part of what I yeah. You know, I was taught that in school.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right, <laughs> so right, right, right. I learned, my parents instilled this in me. And one of the ways, and I'm just kind of, I'm riffing here. I don't know that there's necessarily yes. a question, but um, there's you know, the idea of you know, virtue. You know, What does it mean to be a virtuous person? Partly what you're talking about is exactly this, to be able to connect with others, care with them as if they are yourself. I mean, the golden rule comes into play. And for me, that is what the soul of business can and should be, is businesses operating in a fashion that is contributing to the greater good of all of humanity, not just a market sector. Right. So uh, I I, I guess, uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you and I are on the same page. And the reason is, and it goes back, and I was thinking before the call today, more than anything else, what I really wanted to talk about, and you brought it right into me, which is which is great playing. So, you know, it, I remembered my, my grandparents, watching my grandparents, watching them and seeing the dynamics of my grandparents, then seeing the da- dynamics, how my parents responded to them when we were all sitting at the table as a family. Then I'm just sitting and thinking, and then, then my parents, what they used to tell me on car rides or whatever we did as family values and dinner, dinner was the most important thing. What did we discuss? We discussed what our, what we did, not just what I did, what my mother did, what my father mm-hmm. did, what if we had people exactly. And that is the dynamics of what the soul is. You, you, you have to have the soul of the human before you do business. You Absolutely. have to have what you have in time, right? So, so, so this is this is this is my paradigm that I know. That you talk about Bob Proctor paradigm, right? You talk about the shift. You talk about what to do. Yes, that is the shift. The AI. You you had assembly line. Now you're gonna have assembly line of robots. Okay, that's what the assembly line is gonna be. We have to take our kids and get them off of social media and engage with them. Talk to them see what they need, what are they doing, how are they at, because this is the dynamics with the different countries and how the cultures are and so forth. So then if they become successful in what they're doing with taking care of themselves and how they communicate with other people, then they might have a shot in the world today.
1: There you a go. shot.
0: That's all we need to do.
1: So- That's all we need to do. Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantees in life at all, but if you've got a shot, no. if you've got a shot, then people and, have agency sorry. and they can go leverage it, folks. Correct. We're going to be uh, unfortunately needing to wrap right here. Mark, I could talk to you forever about this stuff. Uh, appreciate you taking the time. Where can people find out more about uh, what you're up to? And uh, yeah, maybe get in touch with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, and, uh, and you could get me on LinkedIn, Mark Cohen. and uh, I'm on there, but you can reach out to me. Anybody can reach out to me at Mark. M-A-R-C, by B-U-Y, direct, D-I-R-E-C-T, dev, David, Eddie, Victor, dot com Or you can call me, 480-600-0071. I like talking to people and making people feel like, like they're respected more than anything else.
1: Perfect. And I'll put all of that in the show notes so that people have access to it.
0: I am grateful for you and our new friendship and our continuing friendship.
1: Absolutely, Mark. Folks, you've been listening to Mark Cohen and uh, myself having this conversation today. This is an episode of The Soul of Business. And pay attention to that whole notion of soul. It's that that, that core piece that brings life to anything and everything that you experience on this planet and in this universe, quite frankly. And as you journey through the rest of your week, find ways to be a center of distribution, not a center of accumulation. You're going to find your life works a whole lot better when you're actually distributing when you're giving, when you're there and actually interacting and listening for what's needed. Until next time, this is Blaine Bartlett. Uh, Check out my website, blainebartlett.com. There's all kinds of stuff there. Speaking of centers of distribution, there's stuff there that you can use and leverage. Uh, Don't be shy. Take advantage of it. And uh, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Hi. I'd like to uh, ask you to do something for me, if you wouldn't mind. If you like this episode, I'd like you to uh, not only subscribe uh, on your favorite site, but I'd also like you to... um you give a rating. Uh, ideally, a, a five-star rating would be you know, greatly appreciated. But I think more importantly also would be just uh, some uh, comments. Uh, that helps with the algorithm and it helps build the, uh, the audience with this. And more than anything else, if you could um, invite somebody else to listen, just share this episode with a friend, with a colleague, and uh, I'd like to see how we can grow the soul of business. I think it makes a difference. Thanks.